Hello, my name is Jordan Tardo, and I'm the lead pastor at Experience Church. I'd like to take a moment and just say thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast today. I hope this message blesses you. I hope it encourages you. I hope it strengthens you for what God has called you to today. Well, we've been in a series called Cries of the Cross, and what we've been doing is, in this, is breaking down in the six hours of Jesus' death on the cross, six hours he was on the cross, he said seven things. And he only said seven things on the cross. And so we believe that those seven things are so important and how we can learn and grow from those different sayings. And we talked about, Father, forgive them. And we talked about uh, an eternal cry, he, how he says, you'll be with me in paradise. And uh, we've talked about a few different things. But today I wanna talk to you uh, from the scripture where Jesus talks about, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I wanna show it to you in the scripture in Matthew chapter 27. In verse 45, it says, from noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came all over the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The Bible says that at there's this darkness in the afternoon that comes, comes over, and then God, Jesus cries out, it says, in a loud voice. Jesus cries out in a loud voice. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I want to talk to you about this. I want to talk to you really from the topic or the title of this. It, it's a loud cry. I'm talking about a loud cry. The Bible says, I love it, that the scripture says that there's this darkness that comes over the land. And then many theologians believe this is when Jesus cries out to the father, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's not that God was leaving the father was leaving Jesus, but is that this moment in time where for the very first time, this eternal relationship was broken. You gotta realize Jesus and the father, they were the son and the father, they were in relationship in eternity before Jesus ever came. He was in relationship with him here. And then for this one moment where Jesus takes on, and we'll talk about this in a minute, the sins of the world. The Bible says that God, the scripture says that God cannot look down on sin. And so there's this moment where God, the father, has to turn and not look at Jesus. And so there's this relationship that's been broken. And the first thing Jesus does is he cries loudly to God. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And we'll break that down in a minute, but the question we have to ask ourselves is this. You ever been in a situation where you feel like you're in a dark place? You ever been in a situation where you feel far from God? You feel distant from God? You feel like there's this, 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 this struggle that you're walking through and you don't know what, quite what it is and you're trying to reach God, but he just seems far. And all of us as Christians we've all, and, and believers and non-believers, we've all walked through situations where we feel distant from God or we feel like, and I say darkness, I don't mean like there's this evil spirit as much as this, you're just walking through a funk. You're walking through a dark time where you, you don't feel as close to God as you'd like and you don't feel as strong or devoted as you'd like. And so there's, what, what, what's happening in your heart? And so and this, I wanna talk about this, how literally oftentimes what we do when we feel distant from someone when we're, we're far away from someone, our voice raises. The Bible says, I love it, Jesus, the scripture says, in a loud voice. You can read the other texts and when Jesus was talking and when he said, Father, forgive them, it doesn't say he said in a loud voice. 
There's this moment where he feels distant. He knows the father has turned because, and again, Jesus knows why, but yet still because of that broken relationship, he cries out in a loud voice, Father, why have you forsaken me? It's interesting because we as humans, we do this. If we're far from someone in a crowd, you shout louder for them to hear you. You ever been at a football game, a basketball game, a concert, and someone's far, a few rows from you, and you start screaming as loud as you can, and everybody around you hears you, but they don't? And so you gotta get a little louder. Next thing you know, finally they turn, and everybody's, everybody cheers that finally you can sit down because you got to wave at your friend. You know, there's the, all these unspoken rules that the, the, uh, about our, our, uh, our, our concept of being quiet and being loud. You know, you're at a grocery store. You're not allowed to, and it's unspoken, but you're not allowed to just walk around and yell in the grocery store. If you did, people would be looking at you like you were crazy. But here's what's interesting. Just a couple weeks ago, I, I took uh, Winter, our daughter, to the grocery store. And her and Ashley and I were walking to the grocery store. And I told Ashley, I'm going to go a couple aisles over and pick this other thing up. And the baby, Winter, she's almost two years old. She has no concept of the, uh, of the thought process of there's these unspoken rules that you can't yell for someone in a grocery store. So I'm two ro rows over and I hear, da-da, da-da, da-da. And I'm not responding because I know that there's this unspoken rule that when you're in a grocery store, you can't yell. She starts yelling so loud. Finally, two rows over, two rows over I'm like, I'm here. <laughs> and the per person next to me is like, oh, you're the dad. Yeah, that's me. But here's what's interesting. Oftentimes as Christians, what we do, again, the Bible says we are to have childlike faith. Oftentimes as Christians, what we do, when we feel distance or we feel far, we oftentimes retreat. We go through a struggle or a dark time in our lives. We oftentimes retreat when God is wanting us to get louder in our cries to him. He's wanting us to get, and I say louder, it doesn't mean you go from your prayers of, oh God, help me, to oh God, help me. That's not what I mean. I'm not talking about loudness in a volume. I'm talking about loudness in a seeking our heart to find and search and know him more. But we can let our situations, our struggles, our darkness, our distance, we can cause them to allow us to retreat. And Jesus, I love it, he shows us an, an important picture that even in darkness, even in struggle, even in times where you feel distant, we should still cry out to God and even take a moment to cry out louder. Make noise. Make a bunch of noise. If, someone, if you can't get someone's attention and they're sleeping, what do you do? You start pot, banging on the pots because you know they're gonna wake up. Make noise, why? Because you wanna show God and you wanna seek God and you wanna find God as you continue to walk through your process of your relationship with him. Here's the thing. In this text, I see a few things that Jesus does that I believe are so important for us as we continue to walk out and live in our relationship with him that he shows us as we talk about these cries of the cross and this loud cry that he has. How do we really have, here's the question, how do we really have a loud cry? How do we really do this? I'm glad you asked. I wanna give you three quick things from this scripture that I, that I see Jesus did. Number one, I believe this. It's okay to ask why, but be careful not to ask who. It's okay to ask why, but not who. The Bible says in the scripture, Matthew chapter 27, verse 46, Jesus says, my God, my God, why? Oftentimes, as humans, we can, and as Christians, for those that have been Christians for a while, we can have this 
this, this, this heart situation in our lives where we feel bad about asking God, why are you doing this? We can take it up and say, well, I'm not being a good Christian if I ask why, or I'm not being a, oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm a holy person if I'm asking why. No, God literally shows us right here. Jesus shows us it's totally fine to ask God why. But notice he doesn't say, I mean, he, he does say, he says, my God, my God first. He questions why God is doing what he's doing. He doesn't question who God is. See, it's important to understand this because our questions can oftentimes, of why, can oftentimes cause us to begin to doubt who he is. That's what the enemy tries to do with our questions. It's totally fine to question God. Why? Because as we question things, it causes us to dive and dig and find truth in our lives. It causes us to continue to search. And as we seek, the scripture says we can find. And as we find, the scripture says that we'll know the truth and the truth will set us free. So it's totally fine to ask why, but don't let your why cause you to start to question who he is. He's Lord. See, I love this. Jesus, he questioned what was happening in his life, but he didn't question the place that God had in his heart. It's so important that we would be a people that understand, okay, as I walk through a situation, I'm okay to ask. And we all ask. We all ask God questions at times of what. We ask him three different types of questions. We ask him questions of, of what, God, why are you doing what you're doing? What, why are you doing what you're doing? We question, God, why are you asking me to do what you're asking me to do? Or we also question, I wanna make sure I read it, God, why are you allowing this? God, why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you doing this? Why, why, are, you, why are you doing this on the planet or in my life? Or God, why are you asking me to do this? God, why are you asking me to talk to that person about you? God, why are you asking me to let this thing go? God, why are you asking me to, to live in purity? God, why are you asking me? Why? But then also we can ask, God, why are you allowing this? Why are you allowing this situation to happen on our planet? Why are you allowing this situation to happen in our lives? And those questions are totally fine. I wanna help people today. I wanna let you, in your faith walk with God, it's totally fine to ask why. But don't allow your questions of why cause you to need to understand so much so that you lose faith in who God is and who he is and where, he, where his position is in your life. He says, my God, my God. My Lord, no matter what you do, no matter what you're allowing, no matter what I'm walking through, no matter what you're asking of me, you will always remain number one. You will always remain the most important in the most important position of my heart because I understand and know that you are good. It's totally fine to ask why. But be careful you don't allow your why to cause you to start to question who he is and his character in our lives. The outcome did not change, of his life did not change the place of his heart. In Psalms chapter 22 and verse one, the Bible says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of you know, may know this, but Jesus was actually, he was is part of the prophecies of when Jesus was gonna come that he's fulfilling a prophecy by, by speaking these words that David spoke many years before. David in Psalms 22 and verse one, he, this whole chapter is really, it's, he's, he's talking to the Lord and it's a prayer. And he says, first thing he says in verse one is my God, my God, why are you forsaking me? Now, in biblical texts, theologians believe oftentimes in that time zone, time period, whatever, what people would do is they would say the first verse 
of a psalm and it would remind you of the whole psalm. So Jesus was talking to God. Yes, he was actually absolutely talking to the Father, but he's also reminding everyone else of what the scripture says. And so this is what brings me to my second thought. This is what we have to do. We have to make sure that we fill in the blanks. When we're going through a dark time, when we need to cry out to God, how do we really cry out to God? When we're struggling or we feel distant from God, we have to make sure that we can question God on our whys, but not to question who he is. But then two, we have to make sure that we fill in the blanks with faith and not fear. He filled in the blanks. He said why? He was prophesying. He went back to the word. He went back to scripture. Jesus did. It's interesting how we oftentimes, when we get into situations or circumstances and we have to fill in our own blanks, it's, it's so interesting how the human mind works. We oftentimes fill in the blanks with fear, with worry, with stress, with confusion. It's interesting how the human brain, it's so much easier to fill our minds with fear. I love this, that Jesus, he's crying out to God. He says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In a loud voice, everybody heard him. But it's interesting to me that the father doesn't respond. Now we go back to the time period when Jesus was baptized. Jesus is baptized and as he's baptized, he comes out of the water and the Bible says in a loud voice, the father speaks, comes down as a dove and he says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. We think of the, the moment, the transfiguration when he's on the mountaintop with Peter, James and John and the Bible says that he has this experience with God and God speaking with him and, and there's this moment, of these, this, this showing of who he is and this closeness but then in Jesus' greatest time of need, God the father is silent. In Jesus' greatest time of need, God was silent. Sometimes, sometimes in our lives, I'm just trying to help you out. Sometimes in our lives, God can be silent. But here's what, here's what we have to understand. We can't un misunderstand or misinterpret God's silence as his absence. Just because you have not gotten the answer that you want or you've not heard or we have not heard the things we wanna hear does not mean God's not there and it doesn't mean God's not listening. The scripture says that, that he cries out, why have you forsaken me? Forsaking me means leave me. So there's this turning away and there's this absolutely this distance that God has created because of sin that Jesus is bearing on himself for you and I. The penalty that we deserved, the separation from the father, Jesus is taking on in this moment and it's so overbearing that he cries out to God in a loud voice. Now here's what's interesting. We have to be careful that we, and we in our moments where we can, feel distant that we think okay well God's not here no that's not true oftentimes for us we're not dealing with the distance from God in fact the Bible says now that we'll never be forsake God will never leave us and he'll never forsake us why Jesus took the never leaving he took the leaving he took the forsaking because you and I won't have to so oftentimes when we feel distant, I'm just gonna tell you the truth here. Oftentimes when we feel distant from God, it's not God being far from us. More than likely, it's us being distracted. We live in a world of distractions. We live in a world that is consumed 
with being distracted with as many things as we can possibly be distracted with. In fact, we are so distracted with things that in every moment that we have that is silent, that oftentimes we have something we can do to distract us from feeling alone or feeling the, the silence or feeling. And it's important that we would understand there's moments that God wants for us to say, let me remove all these distractions. Why? Because these distractions does not mean God's distant. It means I'm distracted so I'm not able to seek him and receive what he has for me or hear him the way that I desire for him to. We live in a world of distractions. It's interesting to me. I'm just gonna talk to you here for a second. I'm living on like four hours of sleep so you just have to deal with it. And when I say four hours of sleep, you know what I mean. In our lives as Christians, for those that are Christians, if you're not a Christian in the room or online, you get a free pass. But for those of us that call ourselves believers, the question we need to constantly be asking ourselves is this. In everything that I'm doing, what am I really doing that's eternal? What am I spending my life raising your kids? That's an eternal impact. Oh, I gotta work. Yeah, of course you gotta work. You gotta spend, you gotta spend time working so that you can afford living. And afford living and spending time, that's understandable. That's all eternal. But the, the spending the hours on the phone and spending the hours on the TV and spending hours on the video games and spending hours, is that really helping your eternal soul? And again, I'm not, I'm not against the TV. I'm really not. I'm not against the phones. I'm not. But I do know this. I think if we could go back, I'm just gonna talk to you. I'm sorry if you don't like this. Just, just come back next week and love me anyway. But if we could go back and we could take Paul from his day and age and we can bring him in today's age and he could follow us around, my God, what would he say? He was ruthless on the church and they were being persecuted for real, like people were dying and he was ruthless on them. Our persecution looks like someone made fun of us on social networks. And so it's so important, hear me, hear me, hear me. When I, I just want to get back to the basics of who God has called us to be, and that is this, that we should first be people that are seeking him and we're removing the distractions that don't make an eternal impact on our lives or on any other lives and so that we can continue to be who he's called us to be. He says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? God was silent, even in God's silence. He was faithful to continue to love, faithful to continue to do what he was called to do. But you and I, we can have this concept of where if we feel distant from God or we feel like we're going through a struggle okay now I got to get back to me and I got to get back to working on me and working on you is great that's totally fine but if we're so caught up in thinking that Netflix or we're so caught up in thinking that social media is what's going to satisfy or heal our souls or fulfill our souls or refresh our souls we are so off in fact what we are drinking from is a hose that will never fulfill and so we have to keep taking it we have to keep getting the likes. We have to keep clicking the button to watch the TVs. We have to keep streaming. We have to keep, why? Because it never fulfills. And so now we're a people that are living with our wheels turning when God is waiting for us just to say, stop, hold up, hold up, hold up. You feel so distant from me. It's because you're so distracted. So take time, stop, remove the distractions, seek him. And as you seek him, you will find refreshing for your soul like you never thought possible. 
We have to, if you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian, you get a free pass. We love you. But if you're a Christian, I got to get on you a little bit. I got to get on myself a little bit. We have to get back to the very basics of Christianity, and that is seek him. Stop worrying about what everybody else is doing if you are not seeking him. Stop worrying about what I'm preaching if you are not seeking him. If you are not seeking God for you. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm, I just, I had no sleep, so I'm just no filter, you know what I'm saying? But here's what it is. It's so important because we can get so caught up in pointing fingers and doing this and doing it and looking at all the different reasons why when we don't like and we don't do, we don't, and here's what it comes back to. It's all just a fog to keep us distracted from seeking God because God knows and the enemy knows if we seek him, that's where we find the refreshing. That's where we find the fulfillment. And that is where we find eternal purpose in our lives. Jesus literally felt the distance that we will never feel. But it's so interesting that even in his distance, he continued to be faithful. He didn't fill his thought processes with fear. He filled in the blanks with faith. He went back to scripture. In your time or your season, when you're walking through your life and you have this con concept of the struggle that you may be walking through or this, this doubt that you may be questioning, you, whatever it may be, I challenge you to fill in those blanks with faith. How do we do that? Through the word. There's only so much there's only so much self-help talk you can give yourself before you get negative. Like you can be like, man, I'm good. Man, I'm great. Man, I'm a good husband. Man, I'm a good father. Man, I'm a good, and at some point you're like, man, I'm really not great at this. There has to be a point in our lives where we get to the word and we allow of the word, the scripture, his word, to be the thing that fills in the blank because that is where faith is built. So important. I remember almost five years ago now that when Ashley and I, we moved here to Tallahassee. If you don't know our story, we moved here to, to start this church. And I remember being in this small townhouse that we were on the west side and it was Nobody really knew. I knew probably two people here. And I remember I was journaling. I got, I, I'm kind of into journaling. You can think what you want about me, but I'm, I, mean, I like to journal sometimes when I'm scriptures. I gotta, I'm, I'm crazy in my mind, so if I don't get it on paper, everybody will know I'm crazy. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I just recently, maybe a month or so ago, I went back to read some of the journals that I had when we were in this small townhouse. And I laughed at the things I was journaling. And I journal prayers sometimes. So uh, if, if I think you should do it. I think it's healthy. And I would journal prayers. And I, was, I journal things that are happening. And I journal prayers. And one of my prayers was, God, you know, you got you to gotta help me meet people. Like I've been here for two months. And we've only met a couple people. I feel like I, so I, I literally read, the, I, I read what I, I was writing. This is what I was feeling. It's like I, I haven't met enough people. I don't know if this is going to work. This is my prayer, okay? I'm just talking to you here. I mean, y'all can know my prayers, I guess, maybe. So I don't know if this is gonna work and I don't, I, I don't, I don't know what to do. And he, I, I caught myself, and again, now, five years later, I caught myself reading this and I'm laughing. I'm like, I'm praying, but I'm doubting the whole time I'm praying. 
and it, it, here's what's interesting. This is what the human mind does. And it's totally fine to pray to God your cares, cast your cares, cast your worries, cast your doubts, cast those things on him. That's totally fine. But if we fill our minds with fear, I believe this. If we fill our minds with fear, we'll be trapped and we'll never truly fulfill the purpose and calling that that God has for us in our lives. How do we do it? You fill in the blank. And then at the end, uh, it was like a psalm, if you will. At the end of it, I was like, God, but I trust you. And I was like, Lord, I know you're in control. And God, I know you're going to take care of it. And I'm like, yeah, I was probably just writing that to make myself feel good. You know what I'm saying? But whatever you may be walking through in your life, hear me. Don't allow the enemy to create this concept in your life where you start to fill your life with fear. You start to fill in the blanks with fear. And here's what's interesting. When we're distracted and our eyes are on other things, it's very easy for the enemy to plant that seed of fear. To plant that that seed that causes us to worry, that causes us to stress. Scripture says right here in, in, in verse, uh, Luke chapter 22 and verse 42, it says, saying, Father, if you are willing, this is Jesus talking, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, your will be done, not, but yours be done, not mine. It's interesting because Jesus, before he ever got on the cross, he has this, this vulnerable moment with God the Father and he's like, Lord, if, if you want to take this from me, I'm cool with it. Like, you can, you can have it, you can do it, I, I'm good. But in the end, God, if you're asking me to do it, I'm going to do it. In our times of where there might be a season of darkness or a time where we feel distant or we feel like we're walking through a struggle or we're wondering in a time of pain, oh, God, where are you? We're asking why and as we're filling in our life and the, the blanks with faith. We have to be careful that as we do this, how do we really have a loud cry? You, got a, you can question why, don't question who. Fill in the blanks with faith, not fear. And then lastly, it's so important that we would do this. We would trust his way over our wishes. Trust his way over our wishes. It's not my will be, not my will, but yours be done. Here's what's interesting. God the Father never got him off the cross. God the Father never healed him. God the Father never, took, ne- never, never got him off, never said you're good, never just finished it up, and now go, go live your life in peace and wonder and comfort. In fact, God the Father allowed him to walk through the pain because God the Father knew the purpose of what Jesus was doing was greater than the pain that he was walking through. For you and I, we, it's so easy to sing songs like Build My Life. Grant didn't even know we were, I was teaching on this, but it's so interesting. It's so easy to sing, I will build my, and they start to build a song and you're like, yeah, yeah, I build my life. Ah! It's so easy to sing it, but here's the thing. Are we really trusting God with our lives? And when I say trusting him, I mean this. God, what you do, I'm okay with because I know in the end, your ways are higher than my ways. And your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. I wanna show it to you in Isaiah chapter 55 and verse eight. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. 
We have to get to a place as believers, as even in our struggle, even in the darkness, even in the pain, that we would say, God, I'm just gonna trust you. I may not understand. It's gonna be okay. Why? Because I'm trusting that you're gonna use this for a greater purpose. It may be in my life. It may be in someone else's life. It may be in this lifetime. It may be in the next lifetime. I don't know, but God, I know this. I'm gonna trust you in the process. Why? Because I know your ways are better than my wishes. If we got everything we wished for, we would be miserable people not only would we be miserable people we'd be a bunch of spoiled little brats now some of us doesn't matter we're not going to talk about that if we got everything we wanted we would be miserable everything we wished for we would be miserable why because God knows best you ever been around a child that's at the age where they ask why Every time you ask them to do something, or every time you ask them for something, hey, let's go to the grocery. Why? Because we need to get food. Why? So we can eat. Why? So we don't die. Why? So we get, like, I just stop. Hey, go to your room. Why? Because I need you to go to your room. Why? Because I need you to go to your room. Why? Because I need, why? Uh, you, ever, you ever been around a child that asks why a bunch of times? All the time? The Bible says that we're to have childlike faith. It's interesting. Hear me. As a parent, what we do, for those that are parents in the room, for those that are not, no worries. But as a parent, you get to the point in your life that you just want to say, and maybe you do say, listen, I love you enough that I want you just to trust me that I have your best interest in heart. I can't always explain why. I just want you to trust me. It's the same thing with God. We may not understand every situation of why, but God is, I believe it, on the throne and he desires for us just to trust him. Why? Because when we trust him, we know this, that his, our best interest, that he is gonna take care of us, that he's gonna provide for us. Listen, I'm all for retirement. I'm all for investing. I'm all for these things. But don't get so caught up in the future that you miss trusting him now. Those things and money and the things of this world are not trustworthy. The only thing on this planet that is tr truly trustworthy is our relationship with God. And we know that no matter what we walk through on this planet, that if we trust him, he's always gonna care for us we have to be a person a people that are willing to trust his ways higher than our wishes you may think and I may think that we know best now we'll never say that we'll never say we know best because we know that's not the right term or Christianese that we're supposed to say so we'll never say it but here's what we do we say God we trust you but then we go and we try to toil and we try to spend so many so much time on trying to do the things that we think we need to feel secure to feel good or to be happy or to be to to be healed and all those things may be great but it all comes back to this God what you have me walking through I'm going to trust one that you'll never leave me and you'll never forsake me. You're with me. Why? Because Jesus literally took that on so that I wouldn't have to. Now, there is no distance between you and I if you have a relationship with him, if you've confessed that he's your Lord. There is no distance. Now, sin has been removed. There is no chasm. There is no gap. And so now I can have this relationship with him because Jesus decided that he would give his life and he would allow the separation from the Father so that we would never be separated. So now I know, God, you're with me even in the darkness. 
us. Even in the tough times, even in the struggles, even in the pain, God, you're with me. Even when I don't understand, God, you're with me. So I now, I'm going to say this, God, you're with me. And so, God, you'll never take me or lead me to a place of destruction. So I'm going to trust you. We have to get back to the very basics. Hear me, hear me. I know, y'all like, man, this dude needs to sleep more. I'm sorry. We have to get back to the basics of the very most fundamental things of Christianity. Seeking him and trusting him. Seeking him and trusting him. Because let me tell you something, parents, for those of us that are worried about what our kids will walk through, let me tell you something. No hands are greater to be in than hits. And when our hands are so tight on them, we never allow God to do what he wants to do in their lives. Students in the room, you can be so caught up on what you think you want to do with your life that you're not even listening to what God may be asking you to do. We got to get back to trust in his ways. In the moments of struggle, in the moments of pain, the moments of darkness, the moments of distance. Never allow your questions to get to the place where you question his character because he's God and he's good. Always allow yourself to fill your blanks that you have in your life with faith, with scripture, with the word. And then we gotta get back to trusting his ways. And as we do this, I believe this, as we do this, God will begin to use us as a people. God will begin to use us to be the, the parents that he's called us to be, to, to be the, the, the roommate that he's called us to be, to be the teammate that he's called us to be, to be the example and the influence that he's called us to be, to be the, the coworker and the employer and the employee that he's called us to be, to be the neighbor that he's called us to be. And it gets back to seeking him and trusting him. Here's the question I would ask you. When God seems silent in your life, what do you do? What's your response? How do you respond when you feel distant or far from God? Is it that you retreat or is it that you do what Jesus did and you say, I'm going to shout louder. I'm going to get louder. Why? Because I know that there is a God that will never leave me and never forsake me. And he loves me. Amen. Can we pray today? Father, I thank you so much. Thank you for the privilege, the honor, the opportunity. That